0: No more to serve Bagoato or a hunto, some ma, some Buddhasa. No more to serve Bagoato or a hunto, namang, sangang namasami. So we're um, coming towards the closing phases of this particular three month retreat Sangha retreat in the monastery it's um, you know it's just kind of it's actually um, you know, whole life is a retreat really um, so we're just kind of changing the changing the speed and the and the Tonalities of it, but there's a whole kind of. It's pretty much the same kind of communal experience of meditation and ethics and cooperation. Mm. And it's, uh, I mean, it's important to get the whole kind of sense of that, all of that, particularly what we sometimes um, overlook, surprisingly enough, or we don't really give it the full, full. Uh, Light of attention is just how we, our sense of relationships, you know, co cooperation, a sense of co-operating, operating together. Um, because it's actually a very um, a f- highly effective area. I mean, it affects us deeply, um, and then we tend to conceive of meditation as being very much a sort of solitary experience with. But actually, life is certainly not a solitary experience. Mm. You know, in fact, you're not a solitary experience. Because <laughs> all of us are formed in relationship, you know. We, we're we born inside of somebody else's body. And, you you, you know, you're conceived in somebody else's body. You're born through parents. So your whole kind of very formative experience is coming from other people. You know, there is no... no n- Nobody does it any other way. That is what happens, yeah. uh, And uh, that that experience is is uh, kind of giving you basic messages of you're welcome here or you're not welcome here. You're okay. You're, you know, it is a very fundamental senses of of warmth and empathy. Mm. Yeah. And as we grow up, then, of course, that that process continues, you know. We continually, we're learning from other people. You know, we kind of learn from books, but a lot of the time we just learn from what other people are doing, how to be a human being, you learn from other people. You know, if you remember your time at school, you know, 30% of the time is actually studying, 70% of the time is... (laughs) Dealing with other people, <laughs> fooling around, or arguing, or impressing people, or you know this kind of thing happening, because people are learning a whole lot about what it is to be a human being through through both you know receiving other people's uh, affection or praise or respect or not, you know, and how, how you um, and so on. So you're getting these kind of continual feedbacks of that which is, uh, r- you know, valued or respected or seen or worthwhile from other people. Mm. And then you kind of, you, f- you move into that because it, it matters a lot. Instinctively matters, not even, we don't even decide it matters, it instinctively matters. You yeah. mm. Because it's like, um, you know, where do you get your, your your kind of your tones, your your basic references from? You know, the, well, what what do you do here? You know, in this planet, well, what's it about, and how are you going to get on? We all need to cooperate with other people and uh, find ways which we can we can't live on our own. We certainly couldn't be born on our own. <laughs> You wouldn't survive. You couldn't grow up on your own. You can't, you know. You can't understand purely on your own. You've got to understand by saying something, doing something, and seeing how it affects other people. Mm. I mean, trees are nice and safe. You get a good sense of them, but they don't really give you much, you know, feedback if you've been naughty or good. They don't. They don't really care. That's what's nice about them, but it's also good to know, well, you know, how to be a human being. Mm and what actually is working because uh, it's, it's almost not even that you want to know what's happening but also that you kind of get the sense of empathy you know, the, your empathy channel is open you know? you've got something that connects and feels and, and you get warmth and you get a sense of uh, value and purpose and uh, uplift from other beings happiness, joy Other beings. Mm. So this doesn't this doesn't stop with meditation because, you know, a lot of the time we're meditating or we're actually you know dealing with some of the effects that other people have left on us, for good or for bad. You know, receiving the benefits, um, sometimes feeling the bruises that have happened. And um, how the assumptions that we've had, the kind of angles we've been given in our lives from other people, you know, the, the 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 biases maybe, or the views, you know. And you can still be carrying these around, you know, for good or for bad. And of course, what we're concerned with really is, the, is eliminating the bad, the feeling of inadequacy because you didn't perform well enough we didn't achieve very much you yeah, we so the one of the problems we've often face is the that um, the kind of social needs of, of uh, you know the social functions of people that we occupy that we do the values of those can conflict with the basic empathy of 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 fellowship, of friendship, of care just for another human being. So when you come into societies that are very much about achieving things and getting good results and making sure you get a good job and being bright and making sure you get a good partner so you're going to look good and act smart and so forth, then you kind of get all these stuff that you're going to try and live up to. And um, it gets in the way of just being able to be who you are and feel okay with that, you know, to feel comfortable in that. Mm. So, you can find if, if this performance achievement experience is, is very strong, you are always trying to live up to somebody else's expectations. You always get the feeling of, of never really being quite making it because you can't be another person's expectation. <laughs> you can you can feel it you can be another person's empathy connection you know you can actually fit into that, but you can't be an expectation <laughs> and you can kind of get left with this this underlying message of you know you should try and do something, achieve something, live up to something what you don't quite know what it is, but you should. And they internalise that that um, that kind of psychology. You try to live up to something, and then naturally, when you say, particularly, if you come into Buddhist meditation, then you start to look at the Buddha. and think, oh, got to live up to that. Oh dear, you know. And um, the idea. So this is very, we quite um, conflictive in 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 Western societies, particularly trying to do Buddha recollection without feeling slightly intimidated. Mm. But actually the whole recollection of Buddha, Dharma, Sangha is based on empathy. That is, the Buddha is my friend, the Buddha is the support, the Buddha is, is, is tuning me into the potential you know, for awakening, for joy, for peace, for ease. The Buddha isn't looking down at me saying, you miserable squirt, why didn't you get your act together? (laughs) (laughs) Which was kind of the feeling you can get. Or just, well, you know, or or what can happen very often in this this performance achievement experience is, you know, uh, when you get kind of tuned into that, is basically just, uh, you start to shut off, which means, well, that's your opinion. That's, you keep it, you know, what you think It means your opinion, I don't care. So this is a kind of, um, you know, an attitude that's, that's uh, quite uh, strong in a way. You know, um, I don't, it's, you keep your opinions to yourself. And so that when you, when you, to... not get thrown around by people's negativity or intimidate other people's um, views or actions something that will just cut off you know, cut off empathy I don't care, it's just up to you I'm living my life, you're living your life that's your opinion, so what? you know and that's the kind of way out of it all because you have a, a very often a, a, a social environment that's not empathic, it's not about fellow feelings, it's about competition and achievement and who's going to win and who's better and who's in and who's out. So with that kind of attitude, then you know, you know the, the, what can occur is, well, I in. I'm, I'm going to be law unto myself, and what you want to think about it's your problem. <laughs> which is, you know, a piece of psychology that I'm certainly familiar with, in that sense. Yeah. But the, um, what we miss with that is we miss the, the sense of empathy, of, of, of actual value. I mean, where do you get your value from? Your sense of, of feeling... Worth, hmm. unless there's something that you you care for in other people that you think, oh, that, that's the good. I want to. I admire that. I'm attuned to that in others. You know, I see that in others. Not well. That's your opinion. So what? Or that's your trip. Good luck to you. But actually, yeah, that I that I respect and and appreciate in you. And I I sort of can feel that in myself. And I, that's what I want to live up to. So that's the that's the benefit of an empathic relationship. You tune in. And certainly in, in uh, monastic life you have this whole kind of paradigm of of you know, other people, other other summoners, the whole sense it's it's a communal experience and that's that's double edged, there's a lot there. In some ways, it's kind of, oh, people, you know, projections, stuff, you know, I can't understand, weird, these kind of feelings of, get off, give me some space. And other times of, oh, you know, nice somebody to talk to. (laughs) When you get, uh, uh, you know, communities of people going through their, their stuff, then some people are, you know, sometimes... You want to be with people who actually. Well, right now I just need some space. <laughs> and you're thinking, well, what's the matter? Why it's so cold? You know, another time you want some space and they want to bond. You know, look, you know later will you? <laughs> See these kind of clashes of. <laughs> and so, that just if you just kind of follow the the emotional currents per se. It gets difficult because emotionally different currents are flowing, but what you try to do is you at least you try to attune to respect, hmm. which is a kind. In English, this is a kind of rather formal, stiff word, but it's a kind of quality of love, which means you know I see value in you, and um, I see value in myself, and. Uh, I don't want to lose those. Mm. So we we offer that to each other. Mm. And we offer it to ourselves. It's um you know, it's something you can you, you can cultivate seeing seeing the worth, seeing the value in others, seeing their patience or even seeing their struggle seeing their 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 um their persistence or their in their difficulties you get a a sense of empathy with that compassion or appreciation appreciative joy for the the good qualities that the good qualities other people embody and try to live out Kind, love, basic kindness that in us which seeks to um, provide well-being for others compassion that in us which seeks to remove difficulties from others appreciation that in us which just can enjoy and celebrate the, the good fortune and the goodness in others and equanimity that in us which sees all that we experience is really karma and it, you know, it's all results and it's all actions, and there isn't anybody there, but but there's a lot of karma, and uh, there's a sense of, you know, um, holding, like holding faith, giving each other the space, and the, you know, not not interfering, but giving each other the space to. to And to work through our karma, up, down, as it goes. And as you begin to kind of, you know, see things in that way, your own stuff, your own ups and downs, your own tangles and joys, the own, um, in terms of karma terms of that which is inherited that which is afflicted that which is noble that which is worthy of respect that which is toxic or pained you see it's like you're just sieving through and you see these strands of um, intentionality and uh, feeling and so forth you see it's like this and then that, there's no judgment it's just a uh, uh, recognition of this and that which is good that which is fine may we honor and respect that that which is diseased or pain may we heal that that which is unworthy may we grow out of that this is something we can cultivate for ourselves and we cultivate that for others There's a kind of community of value, or a field of merit, as it's sometimes called. It means this sense of belonging to a, a large fellowship throughout time of the inclinations and the applications to bring up what is good and bright and caring and noble, and those inclinations to grow out of the dented and the bruised and the afflicted you know. and in uh, certainly in, mon- in monastic life or in contemplative life it's really helpful to, to consider belonging to the community of value more than, more than belonging to a monastery you know. it helps to kind of get you out of the coronation street element of it all <laughs> Those of you not English okay, you've, you've missed out on life, you've missed out on Coronation <laughs> Street. Domestic soap opera <laughs> of it all. You know, the gossip and the and the chit chat and the tittle tattle and the who's out, you know, daily stuff, which can kinda of get a bit uh, dense sometimes in, sang- in sangha life because mm. these are the kind of events of this nature, the soap operas of this nature and yet within that you try to look at well, you know, where is the good where is the bright, where is the admirable because those are the impressions that are most important to store up in the mind mm. That's where you do your learning. The field of value. Its 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 um, boundaries are two wonderful uh, qualities called world guardians, the guardians of the world, Lokapala, Hiri and Ootapun. Hiri means having a sense of value for oneself you know, having a sense of dignity or self worth or value you know, I value myself therefore because I value myself I see, thing, I see actions that are not worthy of me I, I, you know, I put that aside and the Buddha said this is rather like a, a young man or a young woman in the full prime of their youth when they're uh, attractive and, uh, and they, they see they're carrying some kind of dead dog around their neck. I think, What are they carrying this for? <laughs> you know, you put it down. So that's here, you know, there's a recognition of, if you like, one's beauty, um, one's value. And because of that, we see the the, 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 the ignoble and you kind of, oh, Put that down, you know. That's hairy. It's a sense of it comes from actually having value. It's very different from the idea of when you don't have any value and you just beat yourself up all the time. Yeah. So when we, you know, you kind of consider that quality of a sense of putting aside what's, what's unworthy. And the, the, the big difference, you know, the big important, important bit to get is that you're not unworthy. It's just that particular action is, or that particular thought is. And you can only, you know, cultivate that properly if you have a, a basic and preeminent sense of you are valuable. You're you are a valuable Commodity. You know, you're a sentient being. You're a human being. You have a human mind. Um, you know, you have aspirations. You have uh, intentions. Therefore, because of that valuing, you put aside the worthless. Not big, No, it's not. It's much different from a kind of continual nagging sense of guilt or inadequacy. So that's the way you cultivate hiri. You don't sit around thinking of all your faults and your weaknesses and your inadequacies and what you never did and so forth. You bring around the sense of, you know, it comes from the basic sense of, of uh, appreciation. Mm. You know, what are you trying to do? You just think of what you would not do. Yeah. You know, that you would not intentionally take in another human being's life you know, or that you would not intentionally steal, or that you would shrink from deceit and things like that, you think, well, that's that's good, isn't it? You look at that quality in yourself, and you bring up the value, and actually you start to look at it like that, there are things that you may very well take for granted, such as helping, or um, even, you know, regarding others with kindness, or trying to assist in alleviating the suffering of well, others. These are all valuable traits. And, you know, it comes on the kind of fundamental sense of really opening up this experience of selfhood to there's not, there's not a consistent, coherent, solid self as a single entity. But there's a whole range of spectrum of qualities and energies and sensations and feelings and intentions and memories and impressions and you know, and you just kinda of, you look at this whole spectrum, you see, that's that's the wavelength. That's you know, that's the one I'm really inclined towards, that's what I steer towards. Mm. And here is a quality that that continually reminds you of of your your grandeur, your goodness, your your stature. What you're tuning into. You do regularly because the mind will tend to throw up. You know the things we haven't resolved in ourselves, the difficulties, and it's so easy to take what you're feeling to be what you are, which is a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. If you want to look at, if you want to use that reverence at all, look at what you intend, what your intention is. Mm. Not just what you what's ricocheting around in your mind from all kinds of Random input and accidents and past events and what other people have said and done and so forth. Don't bother with that stuff. Look at right now what your intention is, and that's the the, the beauty of um, really understanding. You know why the Buddha taught karma, action. You see that very now. Whatever's happened, you know, in the past, whatever. Right now, you can do the bright. If it just means one positive thought, you can do it. If it just means letting go of one negative inclination, you can do it. If it just means forgiving one person, you can do it. And you can just pick up the thread of good intent and tune into that. That's your that's your home, that's your signature tune, that's your home base. And you start to look at all the intents that fit in with that family, belong to that family in yourself, and you see it in others. So then you have this other local part of the other world garden, it's Otapa, which means you, you value others. You see that field of value, those streams of value, those intents of value in others. Therefore, you want to, you want to, you want to tune in with that. You are cautious and careful not to go out of tune with that. You don't want to lose the, the the theme that you see in others. This is much different from feeling intimidated by others. You know, feeling that you you've always got to try and prove yourself. It's a very it's, it's a very different mindset. It means because I value you. You know, I want to. I want to live. I want to tune in to that, and I, I am concerned not to lose it. Mm. These are things that can help us kind of come to our, to our health, come to our sanity, when afflictions, when confusion, when imbalance is taking over. You just kind of come back into your, into what you've normed normalized. This is why these two are called the guardians of the world. If the world actually operated on this basis, you have a very steady world. You know, you've got seven billion human beings tuning in to the good. This is very different from, you know, the confusion and the rivalry and the competition, the jealousy and the resentment and the fears that that, um, afflict humanity. Not to say that's all that happens, you know. Obviously there's the good still keeps coming through. and mm-hmm. you know, when you undertake any kind of, you know, practices that that. You know, about working with your own mind, tuning to your own mind, introspection of some kind, just the inclination. Is is, is a, you know, is enormously valuable because, you, you know, you're trying to live honestly, authentically and, and discover and, and um, develop, allow developments to occur. So just this very inclination is skillful and you keep tuning into that. It helps to take you out of this, uh, um, you know, negative effects. We can reap upon ourselves. So it helps when you're in uh, when you other people because other people there's a feeling of um, you know uncertainty as to how to relate, or you want to be with some people more of the time and some people less of the time or you miss people, or some people you run irritating, or just kind of, you can't, what the hell? You can't fathom where they're at. Mm-hmm. Or you form exclusive groups. Yeah. So if you just, if you just, um, you know, sort of form groups or friendships just based upon person personalities or groupings or genders or, you know, whatever, teams and so forth, then every in-group creates an out-group, doesn't it? You know, a you know, group is defined by who's in it and who's out of it. And... Um, you know, it's what nationalism does, you know, does that kind of thing. Internationalism, um, class structure, ethnicity, you know, religions. You belong to this, therefore the other people are out of it. And there's a kind of uncertainty or an intimidation or nervousness or resistances or whatever to people not in that group. It's kind of what happens. So you want to make the community of value something that actually is transcends the whole lot because you're seeing the good and uh, and then you've got a definitely you've got a, a reference which enables you to to um, filter you know you're not saying completely open to everybody all the time whatever you know guaranteed to get shredded if you do that <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> Look, I'm open to the, I'm open to the, the good that I can receive, and because I respect myself, I don't put myself into the neglect or the abuse or the, you know, the unworthy in others. do know, subject myself to that. Or it's just even finding out when's the right time and place for you to, to You want to be alone? That's fine. You want to, you know, when? How does it? How do you? How do you find yourself? in these uh, communities, in these communities, in re- relationship. Hmm. I was noticing um, just the last couple of days there was kind of a little sign that caused me some some uh, gladness. We have, a, in the monastery we have a white board. This whiteboard is a notice board. The notice board is basically in charge of the monastery. The <laughs> notice board is the only one who actually knows what's going on. <laughs> this amazing white being <laughs> stuck on a wall and it doesn't care you know, what's happening, it just reports. You know, and right across the top of it, uh, uh, the, the line of days runs across the top of it, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, you know, 23rd, 24th, it runs across there, so you feel very confident because it's got all the days of the week. And then um, you, you use the, you've got a kind of line underneath the days and you've got various lines separating the days, you know. You've got columns and rows, in other words. And you've got, you know, morning time, midday, or afternoon, evening, and then a blank at the bottom for random notes. You've got this kind of grid of these... Um, you know days and and events eight o'clock this nine o'clock so and so is going to the dentist or something and looking at this kind of grid pattern of these days nicely divided up and the hours nicely divided up and uh, you know these names written on it done with talk and so forth look at that then uh last few days somebody's actually Re rejig the the notice board. It doesn't have lines on it anymore. The days still strut across the top with some sense of there is a difference between one day and another. <laughs> but you know, when you actually live here, you realise no, it isn't like that because it's just a kind of it's a sort of wash, really. You know, actually, in terms of what's happening in the mind, it's not like a Monday mind and a Tuesday mind. At eight o'clock, it's like this, and nine o'clock, it's like this. It's a kind of wash of <laughs> feelings and impressions, and uh, so they've taken all the, all the lines have gone, and so you get a sense of just this kind of great space, and the events sort of move around on it. <laughs> There's layers of events, there's a kind of overall event which swings across all of it, which is this Buddha, Buddha image, sitting in a big smile on his face, everybody's sitting around underneath it with a kind of flowing lines running over. And this covers the whole week. We're all under the Buddha. And there's various creatures running up and down the panels, um, running up and down the days with little placards holding up some sense of what's going on. And the, the days kind of interact with each other. And uh, I think, ah, this is actually a bit more like the way life actually is. <laughs> you know, all the lines and the separateness has, has dissolved and what you're left with is just this kind of space in which some events, you know, are like macro events, you know, we are, we are undertaking a path of training. and that's, that's the macro event. There are micro events. And some events kind of interact with each other. Mm. And there's a tremendous amount of, of life running around, but the, basically the whole notice board, the whole thing is expressing a sense of cooperation and mutuality and value in what we're doing. You know, it, it kind of concludes with um, this little mandala. It's got 30 people, different nationalities, all doing different things, all following one way. May all beings be at peace. Hmm. which is a really, you know, it's a kind of obvious saying. And when you you see it written up like that, it takes away some of these um, other definitions we can have about the days, about the events, about the people. You know, it just takes that stuff away and you come into basically the sense of commitment, cooperation, value of where we're living. When you kind of get a feeling for the whole picture being like that, of what was living in, you know, you see the community, which is really, my community is, I don't know, you know, it doesn't really have a lot of boundaries on it. I can think of people in South Africa who I feel very much valued, valued with, con- concern for, America, Thailand, Australia, New Zealand, you know, and um, kind of consider some of these people and feel, you know, I want to live in that way. I respect and admire that. I want to be with that. I want to live with that. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like that. It's very large. And there's a sense also of, there's no real separation in that sense of value, even when they're dead. You know, I can think of my, my, my parents and recollecting the, the value of their values. And they're, they're looking after me for so many years. I was just considering this evening. I remember this, that uh, it was, um, I'd thought, it was my father's birthday and death day on the 20th of March and I thought to myself, oh well, I'll do a, I'll have a some kind of recollection or do something out by one of the trees that I planted in his memory. I can put some incense around there and do some circumambulation of that and just consider my father the 20th of March. He's now, what, 23rd or 24th. There's a blur of days that I have not done it. I was sitting there thinking, oh dear, that's not very good. Oh dear. And I was just sitting there, I heard him say, don't worry about that, son, no problem. I know what it's like. I used to forget things all the time. (laughs) When you're busy, no problem. (laughs) Okay, Dad, great. (laughs) I don't expect you to be perfect. (laughs) That's what I like about you, you know. (laughs) Because it doesn't, you know, it's like when you see these, these qualities of value, they don't operate in terms of time and place and identity, they, they run right across that. When you kind of begin to tune into that, into what actually your life is about in terms of context, you begin to get a sense of it helps you to remember what you're about. What are you doing, you know? Particularly in monastic life, you, know, you can kind of miss the plot sometimes. You think you're here to sort of do something or be somebody or make something work or produce something, you know? I mean, none of that is in the ordination <laughs> procedure. It just says things like, you know, lift up what's good in yourself. Tune into what's good. That's what you're here for. And with that, really, there's no boundaries. It's a, you know, the, the admiration I can feel for many of the lay practitioners, you know, and their generosity, and their support, and their diligence, and their, you know, their efforts. You know. And for the, all everybody, the Anagarikas, the nuns, the monks, the you know. Or working with our karma and kind of tune into that in others, then it helps me to tune into that in myself. Hmm. Anyone? Anyway. <laughs>